Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, hello. Here we are again today with another episode of Women in Electronics Leader in Highlight Radio Program. I am just so thrilled today to introduce our guest, Wendy Covey. She is the CEO and founder of True Marketing. Met her recently through a colleague in the industry and love that you're here with us today. I'll turn it over to you to say hello and maybe introduce yourself and something about uh, True Marketing. Well, thank you for having me, Jackie. And hey, everybody. Uh, so yeah, my name's Wendy. I am the CEO and co-founder of True Marketing, and we are an inbound marketing agency working with highly technical companies. So primarily in the industry, um, electronics industry, uh, we target a lot of design engineers and manufacturing engineers with content. We use that content to build trust, to drive traffic to our clients' websites, and then prime those people and get them ready for sales engagements. Okay, well, this is a great conversation to have because we are in such a new time, a new era. Um, I remember back when I was in college and all the marketing stuff I learned is like none of it applies. So <laughs> I thought this would be such a good conversation to have with you, Wendy, because we do, we're in this time now of you know, things have changed so much. We hear these terms, digital transformation. We hear all these things. And um, before we, I, I wanted to get into some of your background, but before we do, can you just kind of comment to that real quick about some of the new language we're hearing? What do you think about digital transformation? What does that mean to you being part of a marketing company? And can you just explain that a little bit? Yeah, so if we look at how buyer behavior has changed over the years, of course, back in the in the 90s when I started my career, we didn't really have websites, right? And then they were you know, glorified brochure websites, and then you had the advent of search engines. And so as we fast forward to today, research shows us that over half of the technical buyer's journey is conducted online before that engineer or technical buyer wants to speak with sales in an organization. So you could see where vendors who are not investing uh, time and resources into their website and the content housed on their website are not going to make it to that short list and uh, be considered as um, you know someone they should do business with. So digital transformation is all about following that buyer and their online behavior and meeting that buyer where they're at. And for some buyers, the bias is towards video and social media. And for other buyers, it's search engines and websites and email. Um, but it's meeting that buyer where they are with the right content uh, that speaks to their pain point and then remembering those conversations and building upon that knowledge as they go through their buyer's journey. And so that's where we get into sales and marketing alignment and how those two teams need to be working together to continue the conversation rather than have a whole different experience when that lead moves from the website to that first sales engagement. That is such a good point. So sales and marketing. So this is a conversation we've had 
I feel like and have been having for <laughs> decades. <laughs> so typically sales and marketing are different departments. We're seeing people starting to merge them, but it's 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 always this tension with sales and marketing in companies. So you're absolutely correct. It needs to be united because really it's so aligned at this point. So maybe we can just talk to that real quick about what would you say to many of the companies that are listening? They have a marketing department, they have a sales department. How would a marketing firm like yours help some of these companies overcome those obstacles? How do they start combining so that they can look at the data. So the next part of that after you answer would be using those analytics. So how did the sales and the marketing come together to utilize all the data that you can give them? Yeah, the analytics is such a powerful aligning force. Um, But it first starts with a shared understanding and appreciation of who your target buyers are and what their behavior is. And so imagine how misalignment might occur if marketing doesn't understand who that buyer is, um, which types of buyers are more important. So for instance, for marketing, uh, we want to spend more time on that first technical specifier that's finding the company before you think about other personas, personas such as decision makers like at the VP or C level that come into a buyer's group later on. And so who are those different buyers? What are their pain points and how can we create the right type of content to speak to them? And sales is the closest to the customer, right? They hold a lot of that information. So by sales and marketing talking and working together, they can understand one, who that buyer is and what their their care abouts are. And then um, secondly, how do we align on the buyer's journey? So you know, if you think about your different lead stages, right, you may have someone come in and they fill out a form on your website or they stop by your booth at a trade show, right? They're, they're just a lead. They're just a person. But imagine as they revisit your website, they download things, um, they're showing signs that they're interested in your company and they're engaged. So it goes beyond demographics, like they have the right job title, they're in the right region. We're really looking for behavioral cues that this is qualified lead. And so sales and marketing aligning on what does a qualified lead look like? What type of behavior and demographics, you know, construct um, into that qualified lead? And then how do we actually pass that lead? You know, how does marketing hand that to sales? And then what does sales need in order to have those first conversations? So for instance, that data about, wow, wouldn't it be interesting to know which pages they visited and what they downloaded? Because that's a a really good indicator of where their interests lie. And so that salesperson can start that conversation with a lot of intelligence. And then finally, you know, is sales actually getting to all the leads? You know, is marketing doing the work over here and it's it's all for naught? Or uh, is sales being responsive? And then is there a feedback loop? hey, this turned out to be an excellent lead. Give me more of these types of people. Or, hey, I think our definition's a little off because I'm seeing a lot of this type of lead that I'm wasting my time on. And so the more we can dial that in with intelligence and conversations, you know, the more efficient this whole process can be. Wow. Well, I appreciate that. And I know you have some resources on your website too at True Marketing, correct? And it's T-R-E-W. For anybody listening, you can go to True Marketing. Um, look up Wendy and look up the resources she has on her website because I think you do have some good content out there. Um, Wendy, is there somewhere that, um, people can follow you as well to keep hearing uh, some of the content and some of the information you're putting out into the industry? 
Yeah, there's a, a couple of ways. So I have a podcast. It's called Content Marketing Engineered. And we focus on marketing and sales content. We recently ran a whole series on LinkedIn and a, a little mini series. So if those of you interested in how to do sales and marketing on LinkedIn, go check that out. And then our website, truemarketing.com, also has a resource section. And in it, you can find ebooks, research reports on um, how engineers seek and consume information to make purchase decisions. So that's always an, an interesting asset to go take a look at. All right. Well, I appreciate that. So really, I wanted to circle back around a little bit because we, we started talking about marketing in the industry and where we're at. Um, let's go back a little bit to your obviously have a background in marketing. How did you end up in a technical industry with your marketing background? Yeah, so I graduated with a degree in journalism and a minor in marketing and uh, did a lot of event planning in college and uh, moved to Austin, Texas and looking for that first job. And this was back when you actually looked in the newspaper <laughs> for <laughs> job ads. A few of you may remember those days. And uh, I found a job opening that was very close to my home with a company called National Instruments, now known as NI. They've recently rebranded. And it was for an events coordinator. And I thought, wow, you know, someone is going to pay me to plan parties. This is fantastic. You know, that's how green and naive I was. Um, but I started in this company. So I fell into technology, if you will. I wasn't necessarily seeking. And I was just at the time, tough job market. Who's going to hire me? I'm, you know, eager, ready to go. And in that first year, I planned 60 trade shows, six zero in North America, uh, and um, and I like like many of the uh, you know electronics companies, engineering companies, ha had a very horizontal strategy. So I think lots of products that could go anywhere from aerospace to automotive to white goods to you know wastewater to you name it. You know turbo machinery. So um, through this job, I had a really interesting exposure to a lot of different. Um, you know, verticals. And uh, so it was a challenge to work this matrix and, and message in a relevant way from a scientific trade show this week and automotive test <laughs> show the following week. Uh, but I, I certainly enjoyed the challenge. And it was during that time that I, I really appreciated the need to be personalized in your messaging and really speak to that buyer. I mean, down to the imagery, you know, the acronyms, the word choices, you can't be generic and expect to uh, resonate with those buyers in all of those different industries. And so for the next 12 years, then I uh, moved from events to North American regional marketing, and then I moved over to the product side and managed a virtual P&L for software services. So think um, customer training and um, volume licenses and, and customer support. And so after those 12 years, uh, decided it was ready. I was ready for a change. And um, we noticed that a lot of the NI partners, so think um, system integration companies, they had horrific websites, no understanding of marketing. And we thought, wow, there's a real market need to work with these companies. And so that's what, um, in part, uh, led me to leave NI and find, you know, start True Marketing with a, a coworker of mine, Rebecca Geyer. And so that was now 13 years ago uh, that we started and uh, the recession hit right after we founded the company. And so that uh, made us really think about, okay, who do we want to be working with? 
And we knew that all of our careers, we spent marketing to engineers and technical buyers. We knew the trade shows and the publications and how to speak with them. And so we narrowed our focus just to this audience. And then as an agency, our business took off. So the power of having a niche was important there. Wow, that is really amazing. And in fact, we have a lot of similarities because I was journalism major as well and marketing and things have changed so much. And so good to know somebody like you is in our industry uh, trying to help us advance in this area. So I wanted to ask you, since you you don't have that technical background, but you're in a technical industry and obviously have probably learned so much over the years, uh, way more than we probably even understand because in your indus- in an industry for so long there's so much you're exposed to that you almost become like an engineer but i wanted to ask you to circle back around with women in electronics and what we're trying to accomplish in the industry is opening the opportunities for women so do you see in a technical industry that's male dominated um that there are specific challenges for women in the industry and in this regard, you know, the aspect of marketing is more, I think there's a lot of women in marketing, but you're working with a lot of engineers. So what is your take on that? Yeah, yeah, it it is an interesting place to be when, um, I mean, our market is so uh, male dominated. I mean, it's just, and and of course, some of that stems back to, you know, who's going into STEM uh, degrees, right? So some of it's way far back, mm-hmm. but you know, I remember attending many of these trade shows and and working working in the booth and and not taken seriously. You know, people have said, "Oh, are, you're one of those hired booth babes." Oh, wow. <laughs> so one, wow, you know, be, people used to hire booth babes, and some still do, particularly in Europe and. Uh, none of my clients <laughs> won't allow that, but I've gotten uh, marriage proposals, you know, on trade show floors since really, you know, <laughs> so while I may not be the engineer in that booth, I, I, I certainly knew a lot about the company and, um, you know, that's, it's pretty offensive. I mean, I guess they're trying to be flattering, but I certainly didn't take it that way. So, um, there's definitely been some headwinds like that of um, having an equal voice and being taken seriously in this industry. And again, to me, it goes back to understanding that buyer, understanding the customer. So if those listening are in marketing or sales, you have to work even harder. If you don't have that technical degree, but you're working in a technical company to understand that buyer, be taken seriously, have the right stats, you know, have data to back up uh, what you're saying. And um, it is a little bit of a, you know, harder job. Hmm. Well, that's a really interesting point. I think that we have a long way to go in the industry. I think that we're so fortunate that we have so many leaders that are willing to kind of walk this walk with us and, and really open the opportunities for women. And I really think people just literally get stuck in systemic issues and just the way things are. But once you bring a voice to it, it can change things. So like you described, I would imagine any woman listening would say, oh my goodness, I've experienced so much of that. And for the men listening to just to know, we just want to move forward from where we are and just be sensitive uh, to these issues because it, it really makes things a lot more challenging for women. But I'm so happy to know that you have that technical ability in this very highly technical industry. Um, so many of us didn't 
get trained in engineering, but we ended up <laughs> in this industry. So um, anyway, we appreciate the work you're doing. We're out of time for today. Would love to talk to you another time further. And um, Wendy, just really so nice to have you on the program. If you have any final words before we sign off. Yeah, I, I think for those of you uh, struggling with how to move your marketing from perhaps the old way of doing things into this new digital world, start with one type of buyer and start with thinking about their buyer's journey and the content they need you know, along their path. And then what goes on your website and what can you, you create for your sales force to, again, continue that conversation with the same messages and reinforcing your differentiators as a company. So um, go get them. All right. Well, thank you, Wendy. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today and you have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.